Welcome to the Bermuda Lawn Dominators Podcast, the one-stop destination for all things lawn care, where we unlock the secrets to achieving a pristine and dominating lawn. I'm Jason Crane, and I'm here with Skip Wheeler. We're not experts, just passionate about lawns. Bermuda Lawn Dominators get the grass you need, all 14 inch low water, fertilizing weed, your go-to stop. Just to help your lawn, you'll be proud to walk outside to see the change that's undergone. Bermuda Lawn Dominators, let's go greener together. Welcome to another exciting episode of the BLD Podcast. As the warm summer days begin to fade and the crisp autumn breeze sets in, it's time to shift our focus from beach towels to rakes. In today's episode, we're going to unlock the secrets of into summer lawn care and guide you through the journey of transforming your Bermuda lawn into a post-summer masterpiece. But first, let's quench our thirst with the Lawn Beer of the Week. Welcome to the Lawn Beer of the Week, where we motivate your lawn care with a side of hoppy happiness. Join us as we sip on refreshing brews that pair perfectly with tending to your lawn. Get ready to enjoy some grassy goodness and raise a glass to a lawn well done. So this week we have the Brooklyn Lager from the Brooklyn Brewing Company. Bold, toasty, and iconic, it says. That's right. It's supposed to have hints of uh, of grapefruit, and it's supposed to taste kind of toasty. Um, so my daughter lives in New York, you know, on Long Island. Yeah. Long Island. And so we were up there visiting her. We were in the city. We usually stay in the city. And so when I'm somewhere else, I usually try to get a, a local beer. Yeah. And so I, Oh, yeah. So this is the Brooklyn Brewery. Yeah. yeah. So I, I got a the Brooklyn, Brooklyn Lager the first time up there. And we were actually in Manhattan, but they, they had it at this place we were um, eating. And so I got that. And it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, really good beer. And then I came back to Texas and found out. You don't have to go to New York to get it. You can, <laughs> you can get, get it, it anywhere. anywhere. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, it's all over the place. So. Well, they have a website, too. It's brooklynbrewery.com if anybody's interested. So this is 5.2 ABV, so it's a little more alcohol than some of the others. But it's uh, it's it's still a light, crisp beer that's good for the summer. Oh, yeah. That's a good that's a good beer. I like that. It is. Um, I don't really taste grapefruit. Yeah. I, I don't, don't taste it. Do I don't you taste either. it? No. no. I don't. I usually the notes that they tell you you're supposed to taste in beer. I, no, I got it the the second second swig. I got a little bit of that. Maybe because I was talking about it, thinking about it. It's good though. It's it, and I guess that citrus kind of makes it a a a lawn or a summer beer for yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 light light beer. Oh, that's perfect. So yep, I like that. So that's ten beers now. People ought to have quite the. Uh, a collection for next summer if they haven't already started. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one. That's a good beer. It's a good one. It's a little bit, it's got a, a little bit of a, um, bitter, bitterness to it. That yeah. kind of, uh, the, it's because it's Amber Lager. Why, yeah. kind of reminds me of fall, as a matter of fact. Just yeah. that fall. Yeah. There used to be a beer I loved that was, came out only at Christmas. It was Coors, uh, Winterfest beer. You ever heard of that one? No, I haven't. This one no. has that hint of that same flavor. Oh, yeah? It. Yeah, and it was, I don't think they make it anymore. I hadn't seen it in years. But yeah, I like this beer. So what are we talking about this week? So this week we're talking about end of summer lawn care. So what do we do 
toward the end of summer. I mean, it's getting close to the end of summer, I guess. Yeah. It's hard, it's kind of hard to believe here because, you know, it's been 105 <laughs> yes. for the last month and a half. Yes, we finally so, got some rain, though, for anybody yeah. keeping track. Finally, it, what, two and a half months? Yeah. So yeah I don't was, even think we broke 90 yesterday. I don't either. It was in the 80s most of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really, really nice. Yeah, really today it. wasn't too bad either. So how much rain was in your gauge? You- it was about three quarters of an inch. Oh, that's pretty good. Uh, that's yeah. what I say all uh, droughts are ended by floods here. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't quite flood, but no. I suspect we'll get a lot more. It's supposed to be a, and I've heard different sides of this, but it's supposed to be a wet fall. Yeah. Which I'm hoping for because I'd like to get out and get the lawn um, where I want it for the the last of the season, you know. Yeah. For the October 31st marker that I have. That's right. That's my last so, show date. The last show date for the lawn. Yeah. Yeah. They we have an El Nino this year and so for the folks in the southern half of the US it's supposed to be a wetter winter. And there's supposed to be less less uh tropical storms in the Atlantic, although there were like four or five <laughs> this last yeah. week, so I don't know. I don't know how how well that's panning out, but hopefully it'll be a wetter winter than we've had. Yeah. So as we move into the fall how do we change our lawn stuff? You know, I really don't change a lot. It's still the four tenants, right? Mowing, yeah. watering, fertilizing, and weeding yep. in that order. And you just got to keep those things under control. So with my mowing, sometimes I start to slow down a little bit because the grass isn't quite as active as it has been in the heat because the Bermuda loves the heat, right? Right. It loves the heat as long as it's getting water. <laughs> so yeah. it hasn't been doing that. The mowing, I typically will slow down. And typically don't need to put any PGR down if it's slowing down. Watering, you can usually back off because it's not quite as hot. Water a little bit. Fertilize, I still every four to six weeks. Mm -hmm. And then it's also time for me to put down some pre-emergent. And this is about the time as we start to come out of the the heat of summer down here in South Texas, July and August. As we start coming out of that, it's usually when I'll start fertilizing again. So it's about time for me to put some fertilizer down and some pre-emergent down both. So with your mowing, do you do you take it up the height of cut? Well, up I a do, little bit, or I do start taking it up towards the end of the uh, season, and that's because the grass is going to go dormant in the winter, right? And right. so I just think, and it's just a personal preference for me. Mm-hmm. I think it looks better to have a little bit longer uh, dormant grass out there that's nicely cut. So I'll start taking it up as we get closer and closer to the dormancy. Yeah, I've heard people say that that the longer grass um, helps insulate the the roots from the cold and that sort of thing. Yeah. I'm not so sure that 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 there's any science behind that. Well, we have a 12 inch um, frost line here, yeah. so so yeah. it doesn't really matter it's here matter so much. Here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've also read people saying keep keep it longer in the summer because it provides shade. Yeah, for, for the, the roots. roots. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> which isn't true either. No. <laughs> no. Well, I guess so, it is true. Maybe, maybe it does provide some shade, but I don't think uh, there's any benefit from it. Yeah, exactly. The watering, yeah, I start backing off just with the weather though. You know, I, I use the ratio so it's it's automatic and it, it starts backing off based on the temperature. So that that's no problem. But if you're hand watering or you're manually watering or, or you've got a manual controller, you, I would start backing off. You still want about an inch a week. But if it's not as hot outside, you may you definitely don't want to be putting as much as you were when it was a hundred out there. So do you 
water throughout the whole winter? Or I do, do you, not. You do not. I used yeah. to. Mm-hmm. I used to do that, and I've I've just found that it wasn't necessary. You know, there's there's mm-hmm. a, some theories out there that keeps the roots well moistened. I guess if it was a super dry winter, which we don't have super dry winters here, so we usually get a little bit of precipitation throughout the winter. So I've never had any issues. The water bills here are so expensive for the sprinkler system. Yeah. I Just as I enjoy the break from having to mow in the winter, I also enjoy the break from having to pay the water bill. <laughs> right. <laughs> expensive water bill. You save up in the winter for for the summer water bills. <laughs> That's right? exactly right, yeah. And then if you're in city limits, you know, February is when they measure how much water you use to uh, charge you for your septic, right? So you definitely uh, don't want to yeah. be mod- watering then. Although with the here we have the separate uh, – water meters so i don't know that i don't know if they count both both water meters yeah i wouldn't think they would count i wouldn't think so either yeah. but if you're on one water meter then you definitely don't want to be watering in february when they're monitoring it for uh to figure out how much to charge you for the septic or for sewer so with the fertilizer you say you you just keep going with the, what you're normally doing how how late into the season do you fertilize just until it's the growing season's over yeah usually that show date that october 31st show date fertilizing right up to probably three to four weeks out from it so what the beginning of october is usually my last one maybe three weeks out and then i might i usually throw a little iron on three or four days before thanksgiving or before halloween just to green it up a little extra yeah and it's warm enough here to do that at that time but that that's usually the last time i'm throwing anything down for the lawn for fertilizing the lawn now on the weeding side though i'm putting down pre-emergent in once a quarter regardless i mean i've mm-hmm. I've skipped it before and i've paid for it yeah usually around january those winter weeds start popping right. up and so my my nice dormant evenly cut long grass starts getting these weeds that pop up yeah so are you looking at september or october to for the pre-emergent or well yeah i just do it once a quarter so Although I'm behind right now, I I just I should have done it in July, but with the heat, I, I didn't do it because nothing was growing. I mean, not even right. the weeds were growing. <laughs> so with the heat and the lack of rain, so I'm behind. So I need to do it now. It's mid August. Yeah, it's getting toward the end of August. Oh yeah, we it's almost the end of August. Yeah, so one more week left. Yeah, yeah, if I do it this weekend, so you're looking at the. You know, 90 days out from there, that's September, October, the end of November before I put down another pre-emergent. But then that November one will take me through the rest of the winter, November, December, January. Oh, maybe I need to do it around February. So what do you, do you look at the soil temperature at all for pre-emergent? Well, or I, do you, are you doing it by the calendar? Well, pre-emergent, I do by the calendar. I just do every quarter. Yeah. yeah and I try to swap back and forth between dithiapyr and prodiamine. Any brand will work. Somebody asked me today what brand. Any brand will work. But you're looking for the chemicals and and putting out the right amount. So, yeah, I do that by the calendar, not by the soil temperature. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Now, for fertilizing, I will wait for the forsythia to bloom. So I have a forsythia in the backyard specifically because it starts blooming around the – I think it was at 58 degrees, 56, somewhere around there, when the soil temperatures start uh-huh. getting warm. 
Maybe it's a little bit warmer. I don't remember. I don't remember what the number is, but I know that when the forsythia starts blooming, it's time. To, it's time to, that the lawn's going to start waking up. So oh, it blooms okay. right before the lawn does. So I, I that's see. why I have a forsythia in the backyard. Oh, okay, because it looks. It, it's, I don't take real good care of it, but it's it's just back there is my canary. It's, a, it's your indicator, <laughs> right? <laughs> it is time to fertilize. Yeah, and so. if you're in a place that grows forsythia really well, it's an easy way to tell. It's good to know the soil temperature, and you can get on the website. So there's websites mm-hmm. that'll tell you what the current soil temperature is, or you can even buy the the soil temperature probes and do that. I had one before we had that. We had a fire in the garage, yeah. and I lost a lot of stuff, and that was one of the things I lost. So I haven't replaced it just because of the forsythia is back there, and that's really all I needed was springtime coming out of dormant, coming out of dormancy, going into dormancy. No problem. You can just watch that happen. Right. I don't, I don't need to know the temperatures. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. So I used to keep track of the soil temperature. Oh, did you do so it with a yeah. thermometer? No, just on that on the website. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I would I would look online to see, and then whenever uh, winter, uh, late winter, early spring, you know, whenever the soil temperature was getting to a certain degree, I would go out and put my pre-emergent down. So try to catch it before the, you know, the weeds start germinating, germinating. So yeah. that's a good way to do it. But I find that there's weeds that'll grow in any temperature. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some type of weeds. I don't know where they well, come from. The thing is, I mean, if you, if you do it by the calendar, you're not hurting anything and yeah. you're probably preventing a lot of weeds that you wouldn't yeah. otherwise. So I think that's probably a good method. And that's, um, yeah, I just use the temperature for when to start get the most out of my fertilizer i guess yeah. i mean not that i guess if you put fertilizer down early it's not going to be a huge deal right just may not be as effective yeah we usually have rainy springs here so yeah. i um i want to make sure the grass is coming out of that dormancy before i'm putting down my fertilizer right when it just starts to come out of that dormancy is when i mm-hmm. like to put it down somewhere yeah. in there there's usually a couple week gap you know there's also a, a few week gap where you can get uh, if you have no Dallas grass problem, Dallas grass comes out of dormancy before Bermuda. So I've had Dallas grass issues and um, there's about a week or two, probably two weeks that the Dallas grass will come out of dormancy and you can spray it with um, Roundup. Oh yeah. So you can kill the Dallas grass with Roundup without, without yeah, killing I, the Bermuda. That's- yeah. If you're going to do that, be really careful because and just try to get just the center of that clump. And that has worked for me. In the past, and that's how I've gotten rid of most of the Dallas grass. I've still got a couple of clumps that pop up here and there. But that, but you got to be exact. You got to be. There's only a short window where yeah. Dallas grass is live, and the Bermuda's not live yet. Yeah, it's very short. So, you do you do any post-emergent? Like, if you see any winter weeds, or do you just let them go until? Depends on where they're at. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so if they're in the middle of the front yard. Yeah, they're yes. in the middle of the front yard. Yes. <laughs> it, you know, to be honest, when it's cold out, I don't get into all parts of my lawn that much Yeah, when it's cold outside. So sometimes I don't know. And I'm just as surprised to walk around oh. the corner and, oh, you know, yeah. this side's all taken, <laughs> been taken over. Yeah. Um, but no, I do. I have sprayed um, in the winter when it's gotten, if I've had a bad breakout of something. Yeah. Uh, if, I, if I get a pre-emergent down, though, I typically don't have a bad yeah. breakout. Yeah. Usually the pre-emergent, it, I, I can't stress enough. How much good that does! I it mean, really I does. I skipped one one application at my previous lawn, and it was that I, I could not believe what a difference that was making. Yeah, yeah. yeah you you forget when you're yeah. 
when you've got it down and you're not having, getting any weeds. It's kind of like, you know, taking your medication, right? Right. You take it and you're like, oh, I don't even think I need this anymore. Yeah, and then you so quit good. Take, yeah, you quit <laughs> taking it and you're like, oh, yeah, I do need it. Same thing with the pre-emergent. I've done the same thing. I get a little lazy in the winter. I don't like going out in the winter and dragging all the stuff out and yeah. putting it down. But it's really, it's easier to do that one time than to go out and spot spray all winter long. We're also talking about pest control. And you might think that um, as the weather cools down that the pests go away but but there are a lot of pests that come out at this time of the year yes i had two uh coyotes in the backyard the other day speaking of that yeah they were not in my backyard but just out past my back fence uh-huh. there was two of them out there yeah i suspect probably looking for water but yeah i don't typically see them in the winter what, what have you seen that start coming out in the winter well, in the in the late summer, early late fall, summer. yeah, there there are grubs actually yes. that come out. That you know, the grubs are usually the beetle mm-hmm. larvae is what we call grubs yeah. around here. I guess that's everywhere. So you know, we have those those beetles we call June bugs mm-hmm. around here. So you get those grubs early in the spring, mm-hmm. in the and then around late May, early June, you get the the adult June bugs. But you also get these um, other types of beetles, larvae, around this time of the year, around August and September. Yeah. And they'll eat up your roots on your grass just like. Yeah. uh, Well, and then they invite in other stuff because there's lots of things that eat them. Yeah, that's true. And that's one way you can tell if you have grubs is, you know, do you have something, a skunk or around here we get the armadillos a lot come in to eat the grubs. Both of those. um, But... Yeah, and you can tell, you know, because you'll you'll have the brown spots, of course, mm-hmm. and then if it's really spongy, or you can lift up the turf, you know, yeah. that they're eating the roots of the. And that's frustrating when you're in a dormancy cycle because it's just going to be dirt until. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, so yeah, you try to take care of that as quick as you can, and once you notice it, I haven't had a whole lot of pest issues in the fall here since I've lived in this house. Yeah, and I can't think of anything in particular that I'm doing. I have a pest control company that comes once a quarter. Yeah. And in fact, they're out this week. As a matter of fact, they'll come out and spray the yard, but I haven't had any, I haven't had any major issues and it may just be because they're coming and spraying once a quarter. Yeah. Yeah. I think that helps a lot is, you know, if you get that steady application, whether you're doing it yourself or whether you hire a company, as long as you're staying on top of it, yeah, it, it helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's our, Pest control. I just switched companies because they come out and spray the yard once a month and then they come do the, you know, the whole house inside and out once a quarter. Mm-hmm. So, and you, we can get, you can get army worms this late in the year too. Um, yeah. I've never got them. Have you? No, never. Yeah. But that's one thing, even whenever I was doing the pest control myself, I, the, the army worm stories scared me enough that I, I stayed on top of the pest control. Yeah. Sometimes even better than I did fertilizing or or what, watering or, or the other stuff, you know. How do you know if you have army worms? Tips of the grass blades will become transparent. Okay. Uh, you'll get brown, big brown spots in the middle of your yard, you know, in different mm-hmm. areas with green around it. Um, and then some, some spots will, you know, they'll eat everything. It'll be completely bare. So you may, I've seen pictures of, people that go away for a couple of days and come back and there's a huge dirt spot right in the middle of their yard okay. where the army worms had taken over. And you can also do that soap, soapy water test. Oh yeah. So if you think you have army worms, you know, you can mix some 
uh, dish soap and water, pour it into the lawn, and it makes them come up to the surface, and then you can actually see them. Okay, so, that's a good uh, test then. And you said that same test for something else too before, right? Was that for grass? I think it, I think it was for our. Or was it for rainforest? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've never tried it. I just haven't had the problem. So Yeah, I haven't tried it either. It's not one of the issues I've had to try to figure out to, how to fix. Well, I actually saw um, someone, and this has been probably a year or two ago, someone on the uh, on our Facebook group mm-hmm. actually you know, didn't believe it that that really worked and tried it and showed the pictures. Show the results. Yeah. yeah and it actually did. It brings them to the surface for some reason. And so I, you can, I'm not even sure what they look like. I'm going to look them up here. Have you seen them? I have. I haven't seen them in person. I've seen pictures of them on our Facebook group, you know, where people are like, you know, look. Oh yeah. And then, okay. I know exactly some, what they are. Yeah. I just didn't realize that's what the yeah. was. That's a fishing worm where I'm from. <laughs> yeah. You could fish with those. Couldn't you? Yeah. I don't see why not. Yeah. yeah. So they I mean they're really just like caterpillars, right? Yeah. So they really are. Okay, so we got some shout outs this week. You have let's see, you have Justin Corneck. I apologize, Justin, if I'm not saying that right. Taking hand watering to a whole new level. One and a half inch fire hose from a harbor freight. That's awesome. Yeah. So if you read into the comments on that, he he's actually hooked it up to a well. Oh, so, that's why he's yeah. getting so much yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but that looks like fun though. Yeah, it does. That would be so much fun. It would. Yeah. I don't guess it would work for us, you know, yeah, the, not off the city water. <laughs> yeah. The city water. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a great picture though. It looks like your lawn's doing great. It looks like you yep. got a, a golf green there with your rough out on the edge as well by the road. Looks really yep. good, Justin. Yep. And then you also got Chris Edmiston. Sorry if I butchered that name too. <laughs> Says, Oh, Atlanta. You want to get up to 108 degrees this week? Joke's on you. I have a one-month-old who runs the sleep schedule. I have nothing but time to dominate at the butt crack of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and before Dallas chirps in about these 100-degree-plus temps, it's not our fault you are living in Dante's seventh level of hell this season. <laughs> so that's true. I mean, we're feeling it down here in South Texas, too. You know, yeah. We're not getting the 110s. And 112s like they are up there, but it, it's a little more humid down here too. But his lawn looks awesome for those. It does, especially with those trees in the back. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, your lawn looks great. Yeah. Especially with that. I mean, those bad spots in my yard, I'm blaming on the heat. And I, I after looking at that, I can't really <laughs> yeah. do it. Yeah. Well, they get a lot more water and rain. That's true. They've had a lot of rain this That's year. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So, but it looks great. Chris, that's a a great job you're doing there. I like that you got your mower in part of that picture there. Which one is that? Is that the McLean? I think that's McLean. It's nice. Nice mower. Yeah, it is. Well, good job. And uh, I appreciate you both, uh, Chris and uh, Justin, being active members of the group. Helps a lot. We got a great community. A lot of people are willing to help each other out. And you guys are part of that. Appreciate it. So let's recap a little bit about what we talked about. So as we wind down this summer, even though it may not feel like it yet in some places, but you're going to keep doing the same things in your lawn, mow, water, fertilize, and weed. It shifts a little bit as the temperatures cool. If you start getting more water than we do in South Texas or as the weather changes in general, but you're still going to do the main four tenants. So mowing, you might start 
raising up your mower a little bit, letting the grass go a little bit taller. Water. Just for aesthetics. Yeah, huh? just for aesthetics. I mean, huh. totally up to you, user's choice, whatever you feel like looks good. And then watering, you're probably going to start backing that down a little bit. Not a whole lot, but just I don't know that you need an inch and a half when the weather's not quite as warm. Probably an inch. An inch to an inch and a half is kind of the range, right, for a week. So start backing that down as the temperatures come down. Fertilize. Start backing off your fertilizing um, as you reach the end of the summer, depending on where your dormancy time is, when your lawn starts going into dormancy. Sometimes, like around here, it's usually November. So start backing off in October on my fertilize. And then weeding. Make sure you get that pre-emergent down. Avoid the winter weeds. Otherwise, you'll have a nice dormant lawn with some splotches of green in it from the It'll be green yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's definitely some winter weeds it depends on where you're at in the country I, i'd be curious to know what other people get in other parts of the country we get there's quite a few winter weeds that pop up around here when if you were gonna overseed with rye oh that's a great winter, point yeah when when would you do that yeah so if you're gonna overseed with rye it's right as the lawn starts going into dormancy right i believe that's when i've never done it so I need to look that up. I think it's – you want it to still be warm enough for the seeds to germinate. Now, if you're going to do that, that's another point. If you're going to do that, don't put a pre-emergent down because then this, your rye is never going to come up. And I think I've decided not to do it. I was I was debating whether I was going to do it or not just because of the robot lawnmower. I thought it might be nice to have the nice green lawn, but I still want the break. You got to water that rye. But if you're going to do that, make sure you skip the pre-emergent. And just continue with the other – with the four tenants still, you know, you're still going to use your, your post-emergence. You're still going to have to mow yeah. every week. And I don't know that you have to really fertilize rye a whole lot um, mm. for that winter. I mean, a little bit of fertilizer would probably go a long way yeah. with the winter rye. But it's just going to die out in the summer anyway. Yeah. So I wouldn't, I, I don't know. I've never grown it, so I'm just guessing at some of the stuff. So I'm not sure. So as we draw down on the summer, and we're not out in the lawn as much. Now, it's still a little early, but I think the podcast will probably go down to monthly. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, I think monthly. Yeah, That's probably it. monthly through the winter months. We'll do one a month because there's still some things to talk about in the winter, things that come up um, to set yourself up for the spring. Yeah. And then once spring starts getting closer, we'll start picking back up again. Yeah, start gearing back up. Yeah, it's, it's going to be, a, a spring is going to be an exciting time for me. I have a brand new lawn. Yes. I'm going to have to get it leveled. The spring and are you going to do it or have it uh, done? I'm going to, I'm going to, I, my plan is for me to do it right now. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if there's anybody around here that does it anyway. Yeah. So I'm not sure. So, yeah. Well, in this spring, the Rolock, you know, they, they've started selling in the state. So this yeah. coming spring, I think they'll have several shipments stateside. So it'll be nice to see those mowers going out and seeing what people think of those. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. to. Yeah. They look really good. Yeah. And Tyler out in Alabama got to use one and he uh, really enjoyed using that so i like the chopper style handles on that I thing. Do too so yeah. it looks really nice i've heard a lot of great things i haven't got to use one myself yet but i'm looking forward to that this spring being able to maybe get to use one myself and try yeah. it out so if anybody has any good ideas for some topics that they'd like to have discussed on the podcast we are always looking for good topics also we're always looking for a good beer so we've gone through about 10 different ones. I see some posted on the Facebook page every once in a while. But if you have an idea for a beer, tag us. Tag us on the Facebook page and let us know. Just uh, hashtag BLD podcast. 
and uh, maybe we'll see it on there. Hopefully we'll see it on there. We'll be looking for it. Join us next week. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the BLD podcast. We hope you enjoyed our lawn care discussions and the lawn beer of the week. Remember, as we sip and tend to our lawns, let's get greener together. Keep mowing, keep sipping, and keep dominating those lawns. Until next time, stay green and cheers. Cheers.